Tiger's got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're gonna go nuts when he hits this thing. Episode 16, boys. 16. Episode 16 of the Buggy Boys Back Nine Podcast. This is Blake Ross. Your boy Rob. James. Today is a very, very great day Let's because go. we have our first ever guest on the Bogey Boys Back Nine po- Podcast. Please welcome Kelby Sharman. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Love Kelby. It. So I can all I have to say is that. I'm very excited you're here because this is a golf podcast. I know it might be hard to believe for some of the listeners out there, but this is a golf podcast. I'm very excited to have you on because, you know, I know you from Kelby, the coworker, but I also know that you're very involved in competitive golf. You're very involved in competitive golf. So, you know, I wanted to start off the pod by just kind of taking a deep dive with you and talking about, you know, your golf career, your golf aspirations. So real quickly, I mean, just tell the listeners about yourself and like your story, like from the beginning to where you are now with competitive golf. Just kind of start at like six months old and then get us all the way <laughs> to this moment right well, here. I said specifically and competitive golf. And do it within golf, four so. minutes. Okay. You yeah, don't golf. need to know where he went to kindergarten. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, golf's been a part of my life for a long time. My grandpa, he started me out when I was pretty young. I um, was going out with him in the summers, but was always interested in playing other sports and didn't really start playing competitively until right before high school. Um, nice. Played four years in high school, uh, was able to go play in college for four years, and then been playing the mini tours pretty much ever since. So just obviously grinding away and trying to make it to the show. Hell yeah. Yep. Love to hear that. MLB. So. So, I mean, tell, tell us about, like, some of your, like, what is your favorite career golf? Like, what's, like, the, the craziest thing that's happened to you? Or, like, what would you say is, like, the highlight of your career so far? Uh, a couple highlights. Uh, maybe the biggest one is I won the NCAA Division Three National Championship Ooh, uh, my senior wow. year as an individual. So that is so impressive. Got a ring. Yes, that's cool. Um, uh, Monday qualifying for a Corn Ferry Tour event. Um did that and then uh last year i was an alternate for the u.s open i was um one shot away from qualifying and at the sectional qualifier uh the 36 hole sectional and then yeah i missed it by a shot so i was an alternate for the for the open at brookline wow it's crazy i didn't even know that last part that about the u.s open qualifying because yeah isn't it um it's like two qualifiers right there's like a qualifier for the qualifier but you're like you're saying that second qualifier is where you were one shot away yeah there there's a 18 hole local qualifier so i did that in palm desert and then the sectional qualifier was in bend oregon at pronghorn and it's 36 in one day and i think i i shot either five or six under for the two rounds and then it, i was just yeah one shot off so i was the alternate damn wow, wow. yeah why wow. so so you were literally the first alternate after for like that group or no so they rank it by the strength of field at the site so that one since it has smaller field there was like i think maybe 60 guys and they took i think three spots and then out of that i was i was the second alternate so there were two of two of us tied and then um our site was ranked pretty low on the alternate Mm. list so there are other sites like in ohio there's two sites that's the week after um where they play at Jack's place at Muirfield Village, and so all the PJ Tour guys go 
play in Ohio for their sectional qualifier, and that's the highest ranked site. So since they have the strongest strength of field, mm. that they would have priority um, as like a first alternate. I see. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, God, like what I would love to know is like, what was it like winning a collegiate championship? Like, because I'm assuming that it's, a team thing or there's like it's probably split in two where there's a team thing and then there's like an individual tournament but like what was it like to win that and was i'm assuming it's like it's like all of your your team are like celebrating like what was that moment like he just said it was individual no i no uh, blake's actually right so i'm cutting this out <laughs> god damn it i'll cut, go ahead editor cut this out <laughs> I could have sworn you said individual. <laughs> no, I did. I did win. We're not getting paid for this shit. <laughs> Do this shit for free. <laughs> I'm no. losing my ass on this one. <laughs> you fuck. Yeah, I won as an individual, but uh, there's a team component. So our team, I think, finished like 13th. Um, but I was the medalist for yeah, out of all the I think there are, I don't know, maybe 60 teams there. And then they cut to the top 15. Maybe it's 30 teams cut to 15. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, so I won as an individual. That was cool. Um, my my parents were there. My grandparents were there. My team, you know, that I played a bunch of those guys I played four years with. So it was it was, it was cool. It was really exciting. Yeah. I just, oh, man. I, to me, like, that's what sports is, like, all about is when you get in that moment and, like, the, the pinnacle of, like, <clears throat> competition and, and, like, you you come away with the victory. It's like I couldn't imagine what, I mean, it just must be, like, pure euphoria. <laughs> Yeah, the celebration in Greensboro that night was pretty fun. Hell yeah. I was <laughs> God damn, I can't bring these guys anywhere, dude. They're unbelievable. I was on JV. <laughs> I was on JV. <laughs> yeah, special teams. <laughs> special needs or special teams? No. <laughs> Anyways, do you play from the blues or? <laughs> God, sorry, this is serious, guys. It's very serious, very serious, apparently. But um, okay, so Cut that. competed in high school, competed in college, and now you're grinding qualifiers, mini tour events, or just you're just trying to get. To, I mean, you're pursuing professional golf, so I mean that's very cool. I mean. Uh, tell us about um, what's going on right now with you at the uh, Long Beach Open, because I know that we've been following along, but um, our listeners might not be. So I would love to know, like, how, like, what made you want to do this event versus some of the other opens that might be happening, and what's going on with this one, and how, like, what your feelings are about the competition and where things are at with your game. Yeah, uh, Long Beach Open. Um, it's, it's a good tournament. You know, they they do a good job. Uh, get a good field, get a good purse, and you know, it's close to my parents' house. Um, so you know, cheap place to stay. And, um, yeah, I mean, when you're playing the mini tours, like you're trying to make it as cost effective as possible. Right. So right. it's tough. Um, but yeah, uh, this week I'm playing well so far, uh, 14 under through, uh, three rounds and, uh, unfortunately nine back of the lead. There's someone, uh, that's pretty far ahead. I'm in tied for fourth place right now. Um, but yeah, there's all like, that's the thing about professional golf, right? There's always one or two guys that are, you know, you run into the run into those guys and they're on a heater. They're playing super great. And, um, you just hope, you know, that you time that week up and can win, win when you're playing well. So, mm-hmm. God, man, that's, that's unbelievable. How is I your mean, game feeling right now? Yeah. Like in this tournament, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I had another tournament, the Colorado open, which is another, uh, really good 
uh, stayed open, probably one of the top ones in the country. Um, I shot 14 under, that was a week and a half ago, and finished 15th there. Um, you know, the game feels good, like, you know, 28 under par in my last seven rounds, so that's some solid golf. So. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. We would all love to be there. We're never going to get no. there, though. <laughs> Let's be honest. Not with this game. <clears throat> no, I mean, um, I mean, that's that's I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, the amount of just the perfection. I mean, it's like you can't hit an Aaron shot ever. I mean, I'm sure bogeys feel like triples out there is probably what it feels like. I mean, when you drop a shot, I mean, I, it like when the leaderboard is like that, where there's a dude sitting at 23, it's like you, you make a bogey. It's like it feels like your world is ending. Yeah, you feel like you're getting lapped. So you just mm. try not to make too many bogeys. <laughs> Easier said than There's got to be a huge mental element, though, too, of that, right? Of like staying in the zone and not letting that throw you off. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're always, you know, the cliche is one shot at a time, right? And, mm-hmm. but you really have to live that because you never know. You know, <clears throat> there was a guy that shot 62 today, right? 10 under par and saw that. he moved away up the leaderboard. So that, you know, that, that could be me tomorrow, right? Or it could yeah. be, 100%. could be the other guy I'm tied with or someone else, right? And then the leaders, you know, shoot even par. And the next thing you know, you're in a playoff and you can't go out there thinking, oh, I'm going to shoot 10 under today. You just, okay, I, you know, I've got to hit my good tee shot on the first hole, hit my approach shot on the first hole good try and make the putt and then just do that over and over again and see what it adds up to yeah does your strategy change um throughout the week in terms of you've played this is now going to be your fourth round playing the same course and i'm sure you've been in this situation multiple times but does your strategy ever change in terms of like where you like your target zones are or anything like that or what's going through your head during a round yeah i would say it's uh it's situational right so you know maybe if the wind has changed or you you need to be on a certain side of the fairway to attack a pin because it's you know on the left side of the green or the right side of the green um something like that or um you know like a couple times so far I've I've had this kind of a, sh- a shot where I can attack a par 5 and 2 maybe there's too much risk involved at the time you know I'm, I'm you know I'm you know playing good like 4 under on the day or something or 3 under or whatever and Hey, I could hit this four iron around the tree onto the green, but there's water there. So I'm like, ah, I really don't want to drop a shot. My, my wedge game's pretty tight right now. So I'll lay it up to a comfortable wedge number mm. and then try and make birdie from there. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm. like, that's maybe like a Thursday or Friday th- thought. And then maybe like on, <clears throat> on the weekend, like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a little nine backs kind of far, but say you're two or three back and you need to try and make that push. That's when you would take on that more risk and attempt something like that where okay i need to push it up near the green and try and make so maybe a little more conservative on thursday and friday trying to make the cut and then if you're really trying to push the lead it's a little bit more risky so you're saying you're saying that's that's even like a saturday thought for you is what you're saying like if you're only two or three back even on saturday like you might you might go for like the riskier play if like you think you got it yeah i mean like saturday is moving day right that's what it's called you know on tour the the third round's called moving day right so you're trying to move up the leaderboard and position Mm. yourself on sunday so yeah Mm. wow i always i always in my head i always thought for some reason that like that's only like a sunday thing like if you really really needed to do something super aggressive but i mean with the level of competition and what you know the arsenal of skill that you guys i mean it's not it's obviously not just you it's like the entire field it's like i'm looking at the numbers and a lot of them are under par and you're just like wow these guys i mean they're they're gamers they're dogs is what it's, i like to call it's them. risk analysis and management on every single shot like you said one shot at a time though right of like is this the moment i become super aggressive because the guy in front of me or whatever or what whatever have you so it's like that's crazy one shot so uh correct me if i'm wrong you shot like 67 and then 266s or something like that 
uh 68 67 67 that's okay that's what it was so 68 67 67 so did it did did any of those rounds feel easier or harder or they or were they pretty much like status quo or like was there any like major hiccups or any real navigations that you had to go through in any of those rounds mm, no I'm, I'm hitting it hitting it pretty good right now so i haven't really had um yeah, and much difficulty really. Like El Dorado is a course that if you're hitting it straight, you know you you have a lot of wedges, so you can attack um, coming into the greens. But it's tree line, so if if you're hitting it sideways, you're gonna have a little tougher time. Um, but yeah, I've been hitting it good, and putter's feeling all right. So yeah, doing good. Yeah, it must be. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the scorecards, and I'm like, it's three rounds, and I think you might have like one or two bogeys if that yeah two bogeys yeah yeah two but i mean that's i mean we, we were talking about that in the car we were just like oh my god like you had an eagle on thursday started right? with the eagle right? yeah started yeah first hole eagle that was that's crazy crazy dude. yeah hit it i'll tell you about that one that was that was fun uh decent <clears throat> drive down the middle and then you know it was eight o'clock in the morning and in, in long beach so the air's heavy and at 285 to the flag and i just roped a three wood like couldn't have come off any better hit it nice. to, hit it to four feet and tapped in so that was that's a good, good way to start <laughs> Hell yeah. That's how did that feel though, like knowing you just started with an eagle right off the bat? Probably doesn't get any better, I don't think. Yeah, I mean you gotta temper expectations, right? Immediately yeah. you're like, Oh man, like eagle the first, <laughs> like, yeah, let's go, you know? And then again, you gotta get back into that. You can't, One you can't look into the attitude. future. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can't get cocky with it too. You're like, Shh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Dialed. I'll, I'll leave that to you, James. Yeah. Just bogey bogey. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah, I was about to say our scorecards, something else. Cause, like, Cause you ended with the bogey round one yeah and then round two you went no bogeys at all it's pars and birdies bogey free does yeah, that just go. feel spectacular like not bogeying a hole or, or is it or is it for you is it just purely strokes like because we never felt that before um <laughs> yeah no anytime you you can keep a card clean like that's that's you know you've you know you've played well um and today i bogeyed my 16th hole which i've never gone back to back bogey free rounds and so i wanted to finish that off oh, but yeah. uh Damn. I, I would be lying if i said i wasn't thinking about it oh. which is probably why i had a bogey can you tell us what <laughs> can you tell us what happened on that hole uh yeah I, I just caught a flyer i hit it hit my four iron uh little bit through the fairway it was kind of like a layup hole for me and i had uh, 155 in i pulled nine iron and hit it 35 yards over the green i just caught it caught it caught a jumper and yeah that happens damn what would you say is like the best part about your game i mean because there's no denying that you obviously have the complete package you're in these tournaments you're in the thick of things like but from your perspective like what do you think that you're the best at in terms of wedges irons driver putting yeah, I mean, for me, a strength of my game has always been my putting. Like I've always, I've always been really solid five feet and in. So when you can make that, you know, it puts a little bit less stress on your chipping, right? Because you know, uh-huh. if you get it kind of within that area, you feel pretty good about your chances of making making mm-hmm. the putt. So then, you know, and then it kind of creeps into the rest of your game, right? Because oh, if if you're not super stressed about chipping because you know you're putting it good, like that makes the green look a little bit bigger with your irons coming in, right? And then uh-huh. if you're hitting your irons good, then all of a sudden you're driving uh-huh. it far and straight, and then everything just kind of opens up like that. Never well, thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah, it must be nice. I mean, to have a game. I mean, I know James would really appreciate a five feet and in with the flat <clears> stick. <throat> he would. He would uh, <laughs> That's Real- pol- that's potential three butt territory. <laughs> <laughs> the honeymoon yeah. phase with the even rolls over. Yeah, the yeah, even roll was- can only help him so much. Really, it it can it can only help so much. But um, no, I mean I'm I'm happy we got to dive into this a little bit. I mean, uh, just thank you so much for coming on and like sharing your stories about pursuing mm-hmm. professional golf. I mean, the, I mean um, 
The one thing I also did want to ask is because I've I've never had any sort of spectacular events happen to me, like specifically like hole in ones or albatrosses. Like, how many hole in ones do you have? Like somebody like you, like like or hole in ones, albatrosses, like anything like that sticked out? Like how many? Yeah, um, I have one albatross. Uh, hole in ones. I always forget the number because I think it's four on like regulation courses and then two on par three courses. So six total. Mm. Um, okay. Depending on six, four or six. Depending when you on say you regulation count. courses, you're saying like public golf or like tournament golf or doesn't, I mean, doesn't, I mean, I know it doesn't matter, but just for curiosity. Like purposes. I've got, I've got one at Lake Forest, right? So that's nine, okay. it's a nine hole course yeah. and it's a par three course. And then, um, I was a camp counselor for a summer in New York and we took the kids to, um, a, like a, another like nine hole par three course. And I, I made a hole in one in front of the kids. No like, way. Like, I, I, might been, I might've been the first or second hole and the kids oh were going my. nuts. Dude, that was crazy. That must've been wild. And that's yeah. one of those kids too. Like I would have freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, I think it's four on, um, like 18 hole regulation courses. Any, any in competition? Never in competition. No. Not, no. not yet. Yeah. I was about to not say yet. not yet. Yeah. Not yeah, yet. That's sick. Oh man. So fucking. Sick. Is there anything you haven't like done yet that you want to do? Like as far as shots like that or. Um, no, I mean, albatross hole in one had those. I mean, I just want to, I just want to play it on the highest level. You know, I want to be on PGA tour. Yeah. yeah. No, speaking of that, I mean, because you are pursuing professional golf. I mean, I, I think one of the last things that I have to ask, and then maybe I can let James and Rob, if they have anything additional, ask you. But, um, what, what I would like to ask you is what, what is your preparation like for pursuing professional golf? I mean, do you work with a coach? Like, do you like stick to a training regiment? Like just, just describe getting yourself physically and mentally ready and like preparing for these tournaments because they, they sound intense yeah um you know you put together a schedule and you try and peak for certain times of the year whether that's um like a canadian tour qualifying in the, in the spring uh i don't usually do that one but uh corn ferry tour in the fall right that's that's the easiest way to get on the pga tour right is just play well at q school get your uh, corn ferry tour card and then play well, make it on the PGA tour. So you're always trying to peak around that time of the year, which, um, starts in the fall. And so <clears throat> you just try and build a schedule around that and then, and then peak for those times. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're spending a lot of time on the putting green and driving range, you know, hitting different shots, you know, making sure your swing's feeling good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're just trying to pl play well at the, at the right time. Okay. So you're, you're, tr you're obviously trying to peak for, Sound to me, my understanding is trying to peak corn fairy because corn fairy is the most obvious, easiest. Well, not necessarily easy, but it's the most common way to get to the big show. Yeah. But and like, do, so right now, like, would you say that you're working for a coach? So like, you you do all of your practice and preparation on your own. Like, you don't really have any like sort of professional advice. It's more of just your your understanding of the golf swing, swing theory, and trying to improve and get better and trying to peak for like the events that you're going for. Yeah, no, I've, I've got a coach. Um, and I've kind of always had a coach. You need that second set of eyes, right? Like you, sometimes you lose, you lose the forest through the trees. Um, when you're looking at your own swing, you know, so you're, you always set, uh -huh. looking at, you're taking video a lot, um, to make sure you're moving properly and swings in the right positions. And then, um, yeah, you send it to your coach. Um, so I, since I'm out in Vegas, I do a lot of that. And then I just started working with my, uh, my buddy, Justin Smith, who played with me at Laverne. Uh, he teaches at Pelican Hill and, mm. um, 
yeah, I got actually came out a few days early to, to work with him on Monday and Tuesday before the tournament, and he he gave me some good stuff and obviously playing well. So yeah, there you go. So like, and then also re- regarding like like how how many hours like with putting and like iron full swing like do you have is it broken down easily for you or is it just kind of whatever you're feeling is there any like you talk about a schedule like do you adhere to a schedule with specific elements of the game yeah um i would say maybe 50 to 60 percent of my time is on uh putting probably another (laughs) yeah putting a lot Mm -hmm. um short game um and then i i like I don't spend like to spend a ton of time on the range. Um, I, what I like to do is, you know, hit balls, work on technique and then go, go out on the course and play holes. Right. So, um, where I work right in the summer right now, it's no one's, no one's out past like nine 30. That's our last tee time. Um, and so I get off at noon, I'll putt for about an hour, hour and a half, hit balls for 30, 40 minutes, and then go out on the course and I'm hitting multiple tee balls, right? Three, four, shots off the tee and then drop in at various yardages too. is what I'm <laughs> <laughs> not by choice <laughs> not by choice precisely Sorry. OB left OB right <laughs> yeah and then uh, dropping dropping balls around the green practicing different um, short game shots and then you know doing that all afternoon so that's that's kind of how I like to practice Awesome. It's yeah. No. I mean, yeah. that's. That, I mean, that's such valuable insight because I. I, I know us goofballs. I mean, hey. I'm just. I mean, we just large bucket, please. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah. hit, hitting off the. T- you know, hitting off the the astroturf, whatever. I mean, which is you know, range rats is what you would call them. But, I mean, the putting, the short. I mean, because I feel like we we've, we've talked about this before with like the Dustin Johnson clips talking about like he spends like yeah, maybe seventy five yeah. percent of his time on wedges. So when you tell me like. Well, his swing, is, his swing, like as far as club full swings, 80% of it is like wedge in 100, 120 and in. And then putting is like the rest of it would be the other 50% or whatever. And then 20% on like full swing irons and driver or whatever. Yeah. I mean, when you hit it as far and straight as he does, like, True. better practice your wedges. <laughs> <laughs> True. So what is like, because I would like to get be a better putter. So when you go out and you practice for an hour, hour and a half, like, do you do drills? Like, how do you get better putting? Yeah. Um, I've got a mirror that I use. So that checks set up eye alignment. Um, so I use that for, for most of it. And then, you know, you've got your speed drills. Um, you got drills to make like putting some tees down to where you can make sure you're starting the ball online. Right. So you're going to, you're going to, say you're got a, like a five foot putt left to right or, and then you can go back to different distances, but say it's going to break about an inch, right? So you'd put a tee down, um, you know, just outside the edge of the hole and then you'd line up however you, however you line up, whether it's a line or, or no line, you make sure your putters lined up, your balls lined up and you're starting it where you're, where you think you're starting it. Right. Cause that's, that's half the battle, right? If you, you can pick the right line all day, but if you're not able to start it on that line, you're never going to make a putt. Mm-hmm. So you ch- check that. Yeah. Um, and then just speed work, like 20, 30, 40 feet, put a club down a couple feet behind the hole. And then, you know, if you don't make it, it needs to end up in between the hole and the club, which is behind the hole, right? Because the short putt never goes in. So you're trying to just make sure your speed's dialed in, you're seeing the lines right and, and starting it where you think you are. Awesome. Yeah, no. So the 20, 30, 40 feet. And then you said that the, um, like the mirror. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then speed. What? What kind of speed drills do you like? Because the the only speed speed drill that I can think of off the top of my head is um, it's just where it's like where you play, it's like where you try and roll the ball slightly farther than it was last time. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different speed drills you can do. Like some people like to um, putt to putt to the fringe, right? So they're not really putting to a hole. They're just trying to make make their putt from, you know, like I said, those different distances, whether it's 20, 30, 40, 25, 35, 45, whatever it may be. And then you're just trying to, to feel what that is. Some people like to pace off right? Like they take the number of steps. Okay. It's eight steps. So I know, I know like how, how, what an eight step putt feels like. Right. So it's just, that's what, that's what the practice screens for. You figure out what works for you. Right. Mm. Like gotta like, spend a lot of more time. We've got to yeah. spend more time on the practice green. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know that my game needs that, especially it's just, you see the scorecard. Cause I'm, I'm big on keeping track of stats like for myself just to I feel like it kind of gives me a checkpoint in terms of you know because the, the, sometimes the score doesn't tell the story but if I have the stats then I feel like I can kind of like get an understanding of where my game's at or what was working and what wasn't and and I keep track of fairways greens and regulation and putts and yeah today is like you know I couldn't tell you I think it was like at least at least four or five three putts at least mm. it might have been more so it's like I had a four putt yeah. <laughs> I also saw you miss a two and a half footer. It was, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> like you've never missed one of those. I know, I know, I know. Remember, I think one time Blake and I did like a three foot radius drill. What did we do? Like set oh. up like six tees around at a three foot yeah, and then yeah. like you got to make all six or whatever and then you, we move out further and then you'd see and try and see your percentage and then go out to like eight feet and then randomly move into four and then back up to six to like. Yep. And that was really fun. And then we, what, what do we do? Like six three footers. You have to make all six before you leave. And then I, Kelby, I, mean, I was there for this a while. Was so embarrassing. <laughs> it, was, it was so embarrassing. I think it was like, yeah, I think we had six tees in like a three foot circle. And mm-hmm. I think we had to, I, we had to make all six in a row, or you had to start over. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was embarrassing how long we were there for. I mean, we were, and we were just like, oh my god, like, because I was telling the boys that I was like, guys, like I've been doing these drills, and I was like, we're fucking terrible. Like we are awful got like with oh, putting shit. yeah mm-hmm. and I, and they were laughing at me i was like yeah i was like i was only making like half of my three footers or like 60 percent uh-huh. like it was not as high as i thought it was going to be so then i was like you guys need to try this and then so i took james out and we were doing the three foot drill and he was I came like, up with this drill what are you talking about what do you mean well, I, I had this drill i, I brought this drill you did not bring Boy, this drill. It just sounds like you need to be using that laser a little bit more. That's what I was saying. I was wondering if you heard that episode, you motherfucker. Have, do you use a laser? Have you ever used one? <laughs> He's like, that shit's ridiculous. <laughs> I have not used a laser. It's a scam, isn't it? <laughs> scam. There's probably some Silence use to it. Silence says it all. It was low risk, low reward, okay? It was 30 bucks. Get off my case. I mean, you spend 30 bucks or you spend an extra hour at the putting green. Like, that's probably translates more, I would imagine. I agree. I brought the tees. And I said, let's do this I remember, drill. I remember this. You weren't there. D- at one point, I was... I, for <laughs> All right, one what the I fuck, dude? <laughs> no one is on the no, same page. Nobody yet. is on the same page with this one. But we need to do that way more often. Yeah. No, way I mean, more often. It's just, it we just, should hit 30 balls and then go straight to the putting green. There's really no substitution Chipping for just like getting putting. out on the putting green. There really isn't. How do you there's replace nothing that? nothing that you can I mean, do. Like, There's no training aid, unfortunately, Blake. Sorry myself no laser is gonna make you putt better you literally just have to put in the work like at this the, level yeah, the other the other drill that we were doing is i did i put a tee at three feet six feet nine feet 12 feet it was um you make you, this one up too <laughs> no i mean these are all drills that i just looked up and because i'm trying to get go better ahead. and good and um oh my god it was um the at the first tee it's like you hold you hold the club with your right hand i believe or it's just like one-handed and then you do it with your your opposite hand and then you and then at nine feet you do it where 
you um you only look at the ball like you don't look at the hole or anything else and then the last one is like you're looking only at the hole mm-hmm. so it's like kind of giving you a better feel i guess that's the point of the drill okay have you ever heard He's of like, that that's one the shit ever. <laughs> now can you give us a drill kelby uh yeah you okay so um a drill that i used to do for a long time do you guys have alignment sticks we do okay <laughs> I should speak for myself on this podcast. Okay. Well, I bought a two-pack, and then I hit one onto the <laughs> I just used driving teams. range. <laughs> so alignment stick or tees, uh, either way, it's called the gate drill, right? So you put down two tees just on the outside of your putter so that your putter can pass through, and then it's going to help you with center contact, right? So you like a, like a four-foot putt, um, pretty straight, maybe, maybe a little bit of break, but if you can find a straight one, ideal, and then you sit there. And then you, then you can do the one-handed thing, like left hand, right hand. But the left hand controls the face. The right hand is more for, like, speed. But that's mm-hmm. but you're talking Ooh. about it. Never thought about it like that. But you have yeah, to remember, makes... I'm a lefty. So whenever you oh, say so left opposite, hand, right, right hand. so Okay, so so for you, when you use your right hand, you're, that's going to be more for controlling the face, right? So that's that's going to be a push or pull, right? Whereas your, your left hand is going to be more for, like, speed control. So I would... I would sit there and practice, you know, making making sure the putter goes through that gate or, you know, with the alignment sticks, rolling it down the alignment stick, um, both like five left-handed, five right-handed, five with both hands on the putter. And you think four feet is kind of like the, where you would start with that drill? Like it doesn't need to be more or less than four feet, just... <laughs> no, I mean like go on Instagram and like type in like tiger gate drill or something. Yeah, I've or seen, t- tiger putting. I've seen and you'll tiger see, you'll see him it, sit yeah. there just for hours doing that. Well, and he's that's, pretty good. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey... <laughs> Kelby, I wanted to ask you, is there a golfer whose game you admire the most, like someone you'd want to be most like, someone whose game is so well-rounded that you you almost idolize them, something mm. like that? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of guys, um, and you'd like to take bits and pieces from each one, but I, mean, I think yeah. Xander Shoffley, his game is really well-rounded, hits it far, hits it straight, putts well, wedges it well, like looks like he's always in control. You never really see him like lashing at, at the ball. Like he's just, he's all, it looks like he's always in, in control. So mm. I, I like watching him swing. I, I love his swing too. Yeah. He has a beautiful swing. And doesn't he, he works with like just his dad for like his swing coach, right? I think so. Yeah. That's well, what I've heard. Yeah, he's from San crazy. Diego, right? Or Yeah. Mm-hmm. San Diego crazy. guy. And then is there a golfer who you are most similar to as far as your game? Hmm. People say I look like Aaron Wise. Aaron that just Wise. looks, but no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whose game? Uh, you maybe if you had long hair, maybe like Brant Snedeker. Who is Aaron Wise? Maybe. You, these guys, they don't know. They literally don't know any professional golfers. Uh, so it's like. That's not true. Look like, I don't think. Like <laughs> He's like, I know Tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a little disappointed when you guys couldn't name the four major winners for the year. Dude, thank you. Thank Come you. Come on, dude. I'm a live guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm always telling Blake Fair. about about Phil Mickelson's putting drill, about how he, in season, he has to make a hundred three footers in a row we before he we does anything else. We are making a hundred three footers in a row. Well, you got to start trying it though, and then he does start, six foot. Start with ten. Start just make ten yeah. in a row, or whatever. And then yeah. his. But the point is that you just sit there and keep doing. It. Even if you make sixty percent, the point is you just shot a hundred putts at three feet. Mm-hmm. You yeah. will get better. Yeah. So yeah. he in season he does a hundred three footers, and then he backs up to six yeah. feet. I think he has to make. 66% from that. I'm so, go- but there's I'm a going tangible to the goal. It's happening. And then he chips and he's like, I need to get this percentage within six feet. And then he knows that during the season, if he gets a putt within three feet, lock, absolute lock. Because he's mm-hmm. done it a thousand times Ten, that week. 10,000 hour rule, right? Yeah. Until you become a master. Or Uncle something. Phil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The goat. So, okay. This is, this is actually touching on this because I, 
I like to read and like whatever, whether it's Instagram videos or just like reading content related to improving your game with golf. And I've heard conflicting things, so I wanted to get your perspective. So we we've touched a lot on that that you work on the twenty, thirty, forty footers, but then also a lot of the drills. To me, they involve more of like three feet, four feet, whatever, or something. Whether it's using tees or like a mirror for alignment. But what what do you think is more important? Because I view us as high handing. What do you think is more important, like? practicing from three four five feet or do you think it's more important to practice like 20 footers or whatever because the counter i always thought it was work on the short stuff but then the counter to that that i heard or read was that you're you're gonna make most of those anyways like why don't you just practice like 10 20 30 footers and get the speed right on those and then if you're if you get good at those you'll probably improve your short putting yeah that's probably right because i mean you guys aren't chipping it super close to that three to three to five foot range, right? And, and <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> no, who chips best to you? Your green side chipping is probably the best. Come on, not even close. Anyways, continue, yeah, please. So, uh, so I would say, like, if you can, let these bozos listen. To- <laughs> you're, Sorry, you were talking about a lot of three and four putts, and and when I've listened to the pod before, like you set the over under at like thirty seven putts, I'm just face palming like. Oh. <laughs> over <laughs> the over is hidden <laughs> so that's that's a lot of putts right so you're you're three putting from places you shouldn't be three putting so in that 20 to 45 foot range if you can get really good at having tap-ins you know whether when you're inside a foot right you, you're almost never going to miss something inside of a foot i mean it, it happens but you're if you're if you're practicing from three to five feet, you have to get to three to five feet to be really good at that spot. Right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so if you can get your lag putting really good, cause you're, you're, that's probably where a lot of your putts are, are occurring from currently. And then, you know, once you start hitting it a little bit better, then you're going to be putting from closer. And then you're just like, Oh, I I'm really good from 20 to 40 feet. And then, Oh, I'm 15 feet now. Okay. This is a lot closer and easier and Then you're going to start rolling those in. Dude, when I have like those 30, 40 footers, I'm like, I'm fucked. I feel like I'm taking I like no a full shot. iron swing sometimes. Like, <laughs> and then I'm either bombing it way past it or yeah. 13 feet yeah. short. See, that's the inconsistency. And right can there. I try? I mean, the goal is that three foot circle, mm-hmm. like bite sized chunk would be let's get it there first. Mm-hmm. And then for a three footer knee knocker, yeah. three putt. <laughs> so you, for you, like it wouldn't be unusual for you to practice that you say like when you do practice, it's typically hour, an hour and a half with the flat stick. Like you do that four times five times a week at least or yeah i mean i probably probably i'm probably practicing six days a week i'll usually take one one day off a week and then i'll do short game like another day um where i like i won't swing that day so like yeah monday is normally my short game day and then um like tuesday through friday and then maybe saturday off or sunday off and then practicing all the other days wow so yeah you just want it more, man. I, you know, I, I hope that, you know, we get to see you in like a televised event because mm-hmm. nothing would make me like more happy than to see Kelby Sharman on yep. the, on the, on the mm-hmm. two. It would be so sick. Yeah. So you get, you got three fans right here. This is the bogey boys back nine podcast. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to ask Kelby? Yeah. Get to it. What's in your bag? Like clubs, setups, Dang. like, mm. Ooh, the uh, W I T B. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm a Callaway guy. Okay. Yeah. Got, oh, yeah. Got the Paradigm, paradigm Triple Diamond. Uh, you be upgrading like every year pretty much on most of the equipment or some of it or what? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got the Rogue Wood still, 3-wood, 5-wood. Like those things are money. Um, dialed in with those. Don't need to change those. And then the Irons playing the TP, uh, TCB Forged uh, Apex. Mm, those, nice. are, those are really good. Those are good uh, okay. Jaws Raw wedges. 
and then um, kind of got sideways on the putter. I had had Old Faithful for the longest time, which is an old Tour Edge that I bought out of the Roger Dunn's bin for like $60. <laughs> Don't know why I ever switched away from that, but I just switched back to it. Um, I used that thing probably... God, I started. I got that when I was 13 when I started. So like... 15 years and then there was like a two-year stretch where I kind of had a Toulon and then a different Odyssey white hot and then now I'm back to the the tour edge it's falling apart and the it's edge. got a wear spot in the center and I just don't Dang. mess with it I don't know why I ever switched yeah. that's awesome though like I've heard a lot of like random golfers talk about a random tour edge club that they're just dialed with that they're just like yeah I'm not getting rid of this thing yeah, yeah. if it works it works honestly yeah 100 yeah, percent no that's awesome I mean, that, that's the oldest club in the bag right now? Yeah, that's yeah. the oldest club in the bag. By a mile, Love probably. It. So what made you want to kind of like branch out a little bit on that? Was it, what, did it get cold for a while? What made you step off it and then come back to it? I don't even really have a good reason. Like, I never even really went cold. Like, I don't know. Well, to be fair, it's like, I kind of see like the, the thought of like, what if I'm missing out on some tech that like could totally yeah. next level up my game? I totally see that. And then you kind of want to try stuff. And then maybe you realize like it's it's costing you more than just the tour edge. Yeah, I guess kinda... I guess it might have been like when when Callaway they came out with the um, I don't even know what those shafts are called where they they took they went from like you know putters used to be just steel shafts and they came like the three quarter graphite with just the steel down at the bottom mm. and they're not counterbalanced but um, tips stroke lab stroke lab putters uh, that's what they're called oh. yeah so I kind of switched to that um, just to test it out and then. You know, I've always considered myself a really good putter, and so I just, you know, thought I could could uh, putt good with anything. And I, what, I think the main problem was is the putter that I switched to had more toe hang, which means the face is going to open and close more than I was used to because my other putter was still has toe hang, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I just having a hard time with face control. And I thought I felt like I wasn't setting up to it properly, but it was because the face was opening and closing it at different rates than I was used to. And so then my setup got off mm. and then like, yeah, I kind of had to like undo all of that stuff. And, and yeah, so juice wasn't worth the squeeze maybe on that. Pretty much. <laughs> Live and I learn. get it though. Yeah. I'm a but you, you have to try that though. You have, I think you would have to try that. Yeah. You I mean, have to give it a shot. Cause again, what if you're missing out on something? I think the putter is like easily the most sensitive thing in the bag. Easily. It's like, I feel like if I was, if I had anything that I thought I was rolling it straight and good with, I feel like I would never want to change it ever. I'm, yeah, I'm very willing to change my putter for whatever would get <laughs> hot. Whatever fucking heats up is what would be in my bag. No, because I think you touched on it, Kelby, because of just how like the toe hang, but like even like the weight and the feel of it and the, and the grip is not going to be exactly the same unless you whatever you have like some sort of stroke lab or maybe but um, super stroke, super stroke or grip that you might like. But it's like those little nuances and then you go back to when you practice 20 30 40 footers it's like that all change like that those little small changes i feel like they make a difference for all of those different types of strokes and getting used to that again with like a new stick i love the move to go back to the old one yeah did your coach what did your coach say about all this while you were going through that um not like, much about the putter like i, I but would the change but you're changing your setup and all this stuff undoing was was he noticing that or was well he I, I wasn't even really like talking to my coach about my putting like it was mostly just full swing so it wasn't even a conversation okay. really okay yeah. mm -hmm. interesting is there any like particular ball you like to play like i'm callaway chrome soft chrome soft x Very right. nice. is the x more spin or is it less spin 
than just uh, the non X one. Asking the wrong well, the LS is the low spin. I think X is the high spin. I believe. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. X really? Yeah. You just yeah, you're just a Callaway head. That's a question mm-hmm. for James over here. I did a deep dive on balls for a while. I was balls deep in balls for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new for you. That's crazy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Long time listener, huh? <laughs> Welcome to I the just, pod. Callaway. Honestly, I never even think about like a putter shaft and how much that influences like. I think of shaft as relation to speed and stuff like that. And when you're putting at a few miles an hour, it seems crazy to think that that can have such an influence. Mm-hmm. Whether think, it's steel think, or Wouldn't it be more graphite? about the weight, though? That's sure. what I think I don't is. know. Just crazy to me. It's, it's all preference. Like, yeah. you know, Feel. You, people are using counterbalance putters. People are using arm lock putters. Like, thoughts. Yeah, well, like, what, what, do you, what do you what do you Let's see out there like on like these events that you play? Like, do I think you just sick. do you just see everything or like do you, what's like the pattern that you're seeing? Yeah, you see everything. You see different grips, different all all of it. Yeah, people are just trying to find whatever works, whatever they're most comfortable with. Um, I I think the arm lock is a great idea. Like, it seems like genius, and it, I, I don't know why it really hasn't caught on more. As far as like removing variables from yes. your swing, it seems like you want to be as consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. Just and, like in a golf swing, yeah. you try and keep your front arm straight the whole time. It's like, yeah. why wouldn't you do that with a putt instead of the weird leg? Like, Me yeah. and James definitely talk about the arm lock. Like, we would love to just like try it out. Or I'll, just like, I'll go I in. I feel like it, it would be like really good. I feel like golfers are superstitious as it is, and so they're always willing to try these new. Like, mm-hmm. if some dude's getting hot with something, it's like I need to fucking try that. Well, Whatever. I know you guys. Who won the U.S. Open this year? Huh. <laughs> what? Hmm? Hey, we failed that question the first the US time. Open? Yeah, I know. Bruce Kepka? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wind- Wyndham <laughs> Clark. No so, idea. so the, here's the story about what you what people you know someone's putting good with one thing everyone wants it. Wyndham mm-hmm. Clark and Ricky Ricky Fowler. Right there's you know during the broadcast the announcers were talking nonstop about how. Um, I forget which way it was, but I think Wyndham was putting really good, and they, I guess they were friends in Florida, and and Ricky had a putter made, or Wyndham had a putter made the same as the other one, and this is old Odyssey putter that you know was you know five or ten years old or whatever, and these two guys are leading the Open, U.S. Open by a bunch, and so people are calling Callaway trying mm-hmm. to get this putter mm-hmm. and trying to you know the price went up you know, however many hundreds of dollars on like eBay the or resale whatever. market and all that exactly because yeah. yeah. people see oh it works for him it's gonna it better it might work for me and 100% yeah. Yeah. golfers are equipment junkies and they're totally willing if like I mean whatever it takes to cut save a stroke mm-hmm. or two you'll fucking do it just like branching off from your old reliable you're like if if this could potentially in the future save me strokes then I'm willing to do it Golfers are totally willing to whatever that competitive edge is. It'd be, fierce it'd be very interesting to look into, though, um, if like Kelby, maybe I mean, I don't know if you would know this, but off the top of your head, were they leading the field in strokes gain putting for, or something like that? Or they were I mean, obviously, they were putting good if they won the tournament. But mm-hmm. it's like it's like I wonder if they were like actually number one strokes gain putting. I don't have that information yeah, off the I, top of my head. Yeah. Do you claw? I do, I do not. I am like standard grip. Traditional? You don't go left hand low? No. The other way? The reverse mm-hmm. grip? And you're a blade guy? Blade. The tour edge? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tour edge. <laughs> Traditional, man. Yep. I like it. Missionary. But no school like, <laughs> no school like the old school. <laughs> What's, uh, what kind of shaft do you have on your driver? Flex. Like, like what flex is it? Oh, I got... Um, what is it? It's... Uh, uh, not the TR. What's before the TR, James? On what? What's what's driver, the driver? driver shaft? Um, the Fujikura. Is that a Fujikura. Tub? Yeah, v- uh, Ventus. 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 But it's, t- it's not the TR. It's not so the TR. It's the blue. Fen- uh, 
Ventus Blue okay. yeah. mm-hmm. 7X. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Ventus yep. Blue, that's like the most popular. That Ventus Blue and Ventus Black. Blue is, like, um, James, can you know that medium launch, media? No, yeah, you yeah. Don't know. mid. Colors, yeah, mid, I don't know. Mid launch, mid spin, yeah. yeah. What, but I know the Fuji Super What popular. degree head do you have on it? Uh, I got a 10.5 head. 10-5. I'm, a, I'm a low ball hitter too, so Dude, I need all the too, help I can get. <laughs> I'd crank my shit up. <laughs> I could get that bitch in the air. Yeah. You had a draw or a fade? A uh, draw. My man. A draw guy. I'm going back to the draw, dude. Fuck a fade. <laughs> I said it. Fades are trash. <laughs> I'm going back. Oh, boy. Good luck with that. Old Swing Jimothy is coming back. Big draw. So, oh. yeah, James was asking me, is it okay for him to send you swing videos, uh, like, on a weekly basis? Is that okay, or? Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Didn't say that. <laughs> I came up with the putting drill. I didn't say that. <laughs> is this just a cover for Blake to get more swing advice? Yeah. Hey, can I send you some video? It looks like me, but it's a lefty. How's the swing change coming, Blake? It's, um, it's, it's actually coming along. I, so I played around with my dad on Thursday and from, and I do, I've started to, and I, me and James talked about this where I still feel like a little self-conscious filming my swing. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just something I'm just self-conscious about, but like I have started to film my swing at the range. And what I noticed is that I was too slow. And although I was getting more hip turn that I was still flaring my elbow and, just kind of becoming disconnected and just any it was it's too, it was too slow so i started kind of messing around and i realized that i'm taking the club i'm definitely my hands are getting way too high and this arm is getting too disconnected so i've kind of kept everything tighter and like i'm still getting that turn but i'm i'm moving everything a little bit faster it feels fast but it, like when i watch it on video it's not it's not fast at all i'm, I'm moving at a very normal speed and what i notice is that um, when I played on Thursday, I mean, I was I was playing spectacular. I was um, I was three over through the front nine, and I was I was like flushing everything, and I was I was just playing with irons. I mean, I didn't hit one single driver on the front. I played Oso Creek, so it wasn't like a mm-hmm. particularly <laughs> long course or anything like that. But um, today the ball striking wasn't quite where uh, it was on Thursday, but still overall, I mean, I do think I'm I do think that the swing change is definitely coming along. I mean, I still have. The, a really bad habit with my trail arm getting open and kind of chicken wing. And then, you know, I, I kind of, I, I had an old, my other old habit was getting my, I was almost, I always wanted to get to my front foot, but it was almost like I'm sliding. And then as I'm sliding forward, my hands are going this way. It's like more of like mm. a casting motion. Oh, okay. So that was the other thing that I'm trying to kind of fix. It's more hip turn keep everything tighter keep my trail elbow tucked in and i and i actually saw you doing this drill when i saw you at no bogeys when rob mm-hmm. was there i mm. saw you doing the drill that i need to start doing which is the towel drill yeah where you put it like under your trail so i definitely want to start incorporating that in my practice but um it's it's a work in progress today i would say the irons weren't super flush, but I started to catch a rhythm on the back nine with the strike. So I, cause I'm, I'm like super nuts about the strike of the golf ball. And I feel like I, my, I'm trying to get rid of the old habits and incorporating a swing where it's more consistent and I can catch the center of the face more, but it, it's coming along. It's, it's a work in progress, but it was really rough a few weeks ago, but mm-hmm. it's definitely made improvements so far. Looked a little more fluid today, a little more cohesive. Yeah, nice. especially with the driver, too, because the driver mm-hmm. the driver was like ch- changing the swing with the driver was like a nightmare in the beginning. It was yeah. really, really rough. But now that's starting to kind of come around. I do notice that I'm making much better contact with drivers. So that mm-hmm. was always good. I mean, I hit seven to 14 fairways today. So, I mean, I'll take that on most days. I mean, especially on a pretty somewhat tight course like um, Eagle Glen is so 
overall, I mean, yeah, I just I I it's it's so hard because you get so obsessed with strike, but I know that if I want to get better at golf that I need to put in the hours with putting and chipping and all of the things that you touched on that. Fuck that, dude. Range. <laughs> Four iron, three Bombs. wood driver. That's yeah. it. Yeah, no, I flushed a yeah. four iron today. That felt fucking amazing. That was awesome. But on eleven. Yeah, on yeah. eleven. That was nice. I flushed a hybrid off that. Yeah, crushed it. Going back to my old swing. Draws, <laughs> <laughs> baby. Yeah. Draws. How's, how's old rib, swing, James? Old swing, Jimothy. Ribs dialed. Is it? I think it's my new swing. They caused my rib to fracture. <laughs> <laughs> I just blame everything on the swing. Fine. Feeling great. Had yeah. a schedule on the uh, comeback, huh? I, I was here in mid-August on some of the previous pods. I mean, yeah. I played today. Felt great. But yeah, we're going to Atascadero. We are going to Atascadero. So mm -hmm. Atascadero, have you ever been to Atascadero? No, it's like Central Coast? Yeah, it's it's like wine country, Paso Robles, Robles area. Okay. So yeah, my parents got a crib out there, so we're just going to crash there. And we um, I haven't booked any rounds yet, but um, I'll get on that. I'll get on that. But we're going to play a few spots out there. Is uh, Hunter Ranch, is that? Yeah. That's supposed to be pretty sweet. I've heard. Ooh. I've never played it, but yeah, no. Hunter Ranch is definitely on the list. We're gonna play Hunter Ranch. I think we were gonna do. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a, a bunch of courses around there, but um, Paso Robles Golf Club, and then there's a few other ones I forget. But there's there's some like solid ones, especially because the um, the ones that are in San Luis Obispo, mm -hmm. it's like right on the coast. So there's there's a lot of like coast golf there. So it should be fun. Um, but Hunter Ranch is yeah, that's step one. I'm for sure gonna play Hunter Ranch. Nice. Yeah. Kelby, can you give us some advice real quick before we change segments? Can you give advice? There may be a few listeners there or a couple of people at this table who tend to move their head in the golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, how do you stop doing that? I know it sounds as easy as tucking your fucking elbow into your rib. Like, you should just do it. But how do you not move your head? Especially, like, I'm great in the backswing. It's the downswing of, like, starting down and then afraid of hitting fat. So then I end up early extending. Mm. How can I reduce that? So or, you're you're going down. You're probably going down in the backswing, probably, and then yeah. you're coming probably up. Coming so, down. Yeah. so you want to go opposite. You actually want to feel Whoa. like you're you're going up in the backswing. The head movement's okay. So if you feel like when you're and this is straight out of Dana, if Blake Blake will understand this, you want to be actually feeling like you're going up as you're rotating away from the ball, and that because you need to be coming down as you recenter and then push up again. It's like it's like up down up. Whoa, the whoa. golf swing, right? Yeah, because you're using the ground, right? You're using the the ground to push up. Yeah, yeah. I've heard so, that. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you're you're just your sequence is a little bit off. So your your head's probably going down, and then everything's late from there in the backswing. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just feel like feel like you're go as you're taking the the ball away. Just feel like you're stay your head staying up. Not don't raise your chin, mm -hmm. but don't like drop your head either. Because if because I feel like I'm staying still, then I watch a video and it's a slow down. Like as the backswing starts, the head starts to dip. Mm -hmm. And then I know myself is that if I do that and I'm not transferring forward enough, right. I'll hit fat. Yep. Low point will be too far behind the ball mm -hmm. and it'll go 60% as far as it should and just crack your fucking rib or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Dana's very big on um, or what he was the coach that I saw that paid a gargantuan amount of money. Oh, D money. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's very big on when you're rotating and opening up your hips, you're, you are almost shifting your weight back, but you're turning and you're, you're supposed to turn so much that your weight actually ends up on your lead foot. And that's, then, and then that's when you yeah. do the motion that Kelby was talking about where you use the ground and yep. yeah. Interesting because when I started taking lessons, I was hitting it really fat constantly. Mm -hmm. So the first thing he tells me is like, 
feel like you're not taking your weight off your front foot. So that helped me a lot because like basically I would do the weight transfer back and mm-hmm. then would be late coming forward so right. much that my... So you had to slide and then tilt back. Which is just yeah. a huge mess. So he's like, feel like you're literally just pivoting off the front foot and then ending up even more on your front. But that's probably a band-aid fix to what's happening. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, I bit. mean, what I think happens more than anything is that I think that's good for solving the problem of getting it fat, but I still but think... that's like step... You, but I you still think doing you that. don't want to, to me... Because I I find myself doing this where I slide you and you end up sliding too much. It's not nece- it's not necessary. You don't mm-hmm. want your body to move forward. You just want your weight to be forward. So I yeah. feel like that connection is what I was missing in the beginning. Is where I, I was a big slider in terms of getting my weight forward. Hmm. I remember this episode. What <laughs> I think Blake said slider. I'm a slider like ten times. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. To go back and listen, oh, to, man. listen to it. Rob still got those Kirkland wedges. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> dude, he was so jazzed about V two coming out. The V two wedges yeah, version two. Probably not gonna get them, but dude, after today's, <laughs> how were you feeling about your wedge performance today? Dude, I had two hosel rockets straight right. I was like, what the hell is going on? Well, it was like I, a cleaned, chip. I cleaned it up though. I cleaned it up though towards the end. They're pretty. Yeah, Kelby, I love how you're a fan and you know all of these details about the pod. Oh, we love it. We absolutely love it. So we'd love to take you on a journey with us now into Blake's segment. Blake, do you have trivia for us this week? Well, uh, for our special guest. I do have trivia this week. So, Kelby, I, should be, I'm sure... It should be the two of us versus Kelby, by the way. Oh, shit. It has to be. Dude, we well, well, it's only fair. We it can't is have only one fair. team answer. He's going to fucking know the answer. You got to give us a shot to no. answer. I, I had a trivia I had a trivia question in mind, but I, I you guys have to understand I have to make it so easy that it's like I got to give you guys you a chance. It. I mean, say I'm it. not a big huge golf history nut, but let's go. Just say it. I, mean, I love history. So just say you're it. a history major. I am slam. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Probably didn't study golf history anyway. So Did you see the Jack Nicklaus answer last week that I pulled out of my ass. Uh, n- Fake fan. No, I must have missed the last one. I think we we both. I think Can't expect him to listen one. every second now, James. Yeah, we both came up with it, but I came up with it first, and then you said Tiger Woods, and then we went with my answer. Yeah. Oh, so I'm an episode behind. Unbelievable. Mm, the last three of your questions. So. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholas. Boom. <laughs> Most majors or whatever the fuck. Anyway. <laughs> Jack Nick, whatever the fuck. I said that I or. I think I could have got that one. Arnie right. Palmy. Anyways, go ahead. Anyways, I have to make these. So. <laughs> I don't think that this one is, it's kind of a, it's somewhat speculation because it hasn't been formally announced yet, but big event coming up. The Ryder Cup is this year. I think it's in like a month or two. It's in like middle of September. End end of September, beginning of October. Anyways, I'm sure you guys probably know a few people that are going to be playing on Team America, but I want you guys to name four golfers for Team Europe. Are Are you serious right now? This is. Do you think that's a hard question, Kelby? To name four guys out of pretend like we're idiots. Okay, (laughs) I think I know one. Does his name start with Rory McIlroy? Three to go. It's it's literally. I literally. I I formatted this question because I I was like off the top of my head they can name two for sure, but I think getting three or four was going to be like an actual. Ian Poulter. (laughs) He's British or some shit. I don't know. What? That's Europe. Anyways. Oh. You got it. John Rom. Yes, hey, he's yeah. Spanish. Dude, he's in. Okay. Fuck yeah, man. That is Europe. Oh. Come on. Sergio. Garcia? Well, sure. is he James, James said he he's was pro- team live. Is, I mean. He's Spanish. He technically, well. 
Well, they merged. We'll, I don't know. Yeah, I, we'll, I, we'll see what I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> count that because he's guaranteed not going to be on the team this year, but he's been on like the past like bajillion. Could, I mean, he could be a captain. Okay, so that doesn't count. Hey, so we got two. Uh, exactly. So we got three. Oh, my only impulsive. Also, also live. Also live. Also, definitely not going to be on the team. But like again, because the teams haven't been announced, it's not like I can guarantee these answers. But I feel like there's. The top six is probably going to be pretty obvious. Well, I'm even struggling over here. Uh, is Matt Wallace one of them? Is Matt he, uh, he play Wallace, I think, will be on the team. Yep. And then... I think there's at least one guy that I think is super obvious, but maybe not. He's a flusher of the irons. Oh, Terrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton wasn't the guy I was going for, uh, but he's definitely going to be team. on the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, another flusher, long majestic hair, Nike guy. Oh, Tommy Fleetwood. Hey, there it is. See, <laughs> <laughs> damn, we'll I've we heard lost. the names. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood sounds like a fucking red blooded American, though, doesn't he? <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood, Tommy. Sounds Tommy. like he goes to have his suit in Fourth of July. <laughs> I know that dude drives a truck. Tommy Fleetwood, that guy has a Blue Lives Matter sticker on his truck. <laughs> Don't cross the blue line. <laughs> we gotta cut that. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Anyways, right. Ian Poulter, Locke, Sergio, <laughs> Locke, get in. Lee Westwood. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. Again, no, it's like I'm, I'm with, the, all the, with the live uh, guys, guys, it's so hard because it's like I don't think that Luke Donald's going to pick any of the live European guys specifically. I think with the USA team and because Brooks Kepka did so well in the majors that he's already locked in for the team, I think. Yeah, he won the US Open. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Call back. All right. I'll let you guys I'll let you guys regain here because there already have been members that have been announced for the USA team. Name me four USA team members this year for the Ryder Cup. Well, there's obviously... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't forget about... Fowler? <laughs> he's uh, not not guaranteed, but um, he's like... Is he not? He, no, he's not. Oh. So, Ryder Cup is... There's like a points list, and the top six are automatic qualifiers, and then there's a six additional captain's pick picks. And Ricky is like super super fringe possibly might make the team there's there's maybe like four or five guys that are like teetering on possibly making the mm-hmm. team or justin or thomas mm-hmm. that's another guy well because he's played so bad this year that and even though he's historically done really really well in the Ryder cup what's his name? he's um what's his buddy's name <laughs> just watch full swing james <laughs> yeah they're on the plane together <laughs> dj's a live guy right he yeah. probably all these stipulations to my fucking answers. Dude. Well, there's okay. You can pretty, American golfers. You can we pretty much guarantee that. that if you want a, a, a major, you're gonna be on the team. That's not an easier question. <laughs> we just went over this last week, but I do don't care. Mean? And we didn't do well on that last question. I mean, I four thought... Americans. <laughs> I can't even name four people right now. <laughs> How many people are sitting at this table? Bruce Springs. Definitely team. not the four of us. <laughs> Maybe you, but not us. Um, no, but seriously, you guys got this. You can name at least two. Two. How many were you at now? Well, not Tiger. Or. 
You guys technically haven't said one yet because the guys that you're saying are basically fringe guys that it's gonna it's gonna take a miracle for them to make it the team. Jordan Spieth will he's qualified that's right? his friend's name yes I, I don't I don't know if he's an automatic qualifier but he's like 7 or 8th and he's like almost picked. guaranteed yeah. to get captain's pick the the captain has spoken openly about how he's probably going to be on the team so yeah I that would I'll give you Jordan Spieth for sure that's one you got one you got four dudes there's two like ultra obvious answers that you're yeah, missing I, know. I was messing with you There's obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I gotta deal with, Kelly? <laughs> uh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's America, bro. You gotta get behind these people. Golf's the least American sport that we play. Let's keep it real, all right? Come on. <laughs> Basketball, football, baseball. Even hockey's more American than the Scottish. Golf Scottish. Can- yeah, it's more Canadian hockey. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting us off track. Okay? Give, me, give me three American golfers. You guys got one. Just in general? <laughs> yeah. The first three to come to mind are probably just on the right. Just three people James is about to go, Robert Walters. I know he golfs. <laughs> that guy sucks. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> That guy wrote the book on how to lose 12 balls. <laughs> hey, don't worry about that one. Dirty dozen. I co-authored it. <laughs> Dude, I will actually never forget at like hole 17, Rob just goes, I just deleted a box. <laughs> hey, we found a lot of balls. Today. We did. We found at least a dozen. Dude, one ball was so fucked up. Yeah, oh, I found Kelvin, that one. I played, was the bet on the, on the pod? Do yes, people know yeah, about the bet? He hasn't, so I played he today. Hasn't listened to it though. What? Yeah, he has. The episode where we talk about the bet. I don't. The sandwich. Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, oh yes, I, I yes. Uh, you had to t- uh, play a par five with a sandwich. Yeah. So you did that today. Today. Yeah, today. What I put up a clean. What's the, give me a, give me an over under. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like where your head's at, Kobe. Let's go. True fan. I haven't counted. Well, it yet. Blake is best at these. Blake is best at figuring out the over under. Okay. Um, did you act, so you you filmed every single shot and you know the answer, Rob? Yeah, sure. Rough idea. You, what do you mean, sure? You do where you don't know how many shots. I didn't film his putts. I didn't film his putts. Well, okay, we'll tell him right now how many putts did he have. Was he in the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I have a number in mind that I thought. I know that I have a number in my okay. head. So I have just, a number. Is it you know song? the number? Sure. Okay, you but know the number. You got to pick the over. Over, over, under, under. <laughs> <laughs> over, under, over, under nine. Total score. Yeah, for the hole with a sandwich only. If he doesn't know his putts, it's got to be over. All right, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely over. It's over. It's over. I think it's eleven. He got a ten. Oh, I think he. I think he like two or three putted. No, you two putted. So what was the strategy with the sandwich? Did you just try and hit it? Strategy? Yeah. No. 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 (laughs) Did you try and hit it just? 100 yards each time to get to the green? Try to hit it as far as I could. Or did you try and blade like the equator of the ball? Like, no, I oh, fucked up off the tee yeah, for sure. You, yeah, you should have just opened the face on the sandwich and tried to hit the ball right in the middle and send it out there like 200 yards. That's what yeah, I thought he was going to do, I but know. I was so Kelby. <laughs> like a line, line drive the right I field. was so confused because that's exactly what I thought he was going to do. I was like, oh, he's for sure going to at least try to blade this first one off, like mm-hmm. whether, wherever we started I from. am an early extender. You'd think it'd be easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> hit a skull fuck but as then, far as I But then I see this guy tee the ball up this high and i'm like bro 
This ball is going to go <laughs> 50 feet and it's going to go a sky high 60 yards. What are you and a doing? flopper up. <laughs> so then he, so his first stroke, it was like 60 yards, barely cleared the women's tees. Like, we're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Just for fun, all right. So what what was the I'm good stroke, at golf. the strokes were was it like eleven you said or ten? I think it was, it was like ten. He says eleven. I think it said it was like ten. I thought I, I put thought one in the water. Yeah, he went OB and had to drop. Mm. Makes yeah, sense. I went swimming. It was like one, two. I mean, you have you it all. Sit here and count you it had all, it all yeah. documented too. You I have everything. it all on video. I gotta go through, edit it, and put a little reel. Put a little reel up. Yeah. Anybody want to see that? Shit? I know. No yeah. What see do you it. mean? It's hilarious. That's a great bet. A but here's a here's bet. a crazy thing, right? They make this bet, and Blake still hasn't watched the movie. Yeah, I watched piece it. Piece of shit. That was the Matthew McConaughey movie, or no? Jim Carrey. Whoa, oh Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No. You should watch it. Okay, I bet you'll watch they it. They just want you to watch it so they Netflix? just keep roasting me. No, it is not on Netflix. You're gonna have to spend three dollars on Amazon. I paid a dollar twenty nine. It was on sale on Amazon. I think it's on like Stars or something like that. Like something. Okay. You're gonna have to download Eternal the application. Sunshine. You're gonna have to give them your email, your mother's maiden name, social security, and then you can like rent it out for like four bucks. You Alexa's already listening, so <laughs> that's true. Perfect. That was we were at sixty four minutes. Wow, what a pod! Flew by. Just getting started. What a pod! Yeah, just well, like, started. dude, do we, do we just rip it into the would you rather's I think, right now? I think it's time. Fuck your trivia, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't gonna get it. All right. <laughs> How do I make the question? Let's cut do you, the like, shit. Do you, how do you think I make the question easier? Like, do I, I feel like we need to? We should ask the listeners if we just need to abandon the segment. Well, we don't get any emails anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, here's, but here's the thing: you know that we are not involved in. I said it's your fault. Related. You're the idiot on this one for not knowing how little we know. Anyways, know your mo- audience. Moving on. Moving on. Would you rather? It's what the people want. Kelby, can I get? You, uh, can I ask you a question? What has been your favorite? Would you rather so far? Any that stick out to you? There have been some good ones. Uh, as I was driving here today, traffic was really bad, so I was like, oh, yeah. She had nothing I've, else to do besides <laughs> put on our shitty podcast. <laughs> I forgot the the uh, <clears throat> traffic or the other choice for that one, but at, at that time, I was like, oh, I would choose the other one. What was it? Waiting in line? Yeah, maybe. Traffic? We had, a, I think we, we had one or two traffic. Ones. I like how Blake thought through the um, the amount of money he would need to not read again. That was well thought out. <laughs> that was, I that know, was I good. agree. He, he really, he, I liked that. Yeah, everyone one. else is six hundred million or whatever. It's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, but then Blake wants to golf every day. And then... Blake actually worked backwards to calculate. You know, in mm-hmm. the future, I will need you know this lump sum right now. It would be really hard if you could not read anything. Like so, let, let alone like the English language. Say you're a foreign person, but you could at least read something like. You can't read anything at all. Like you can't, you can't get around. You can't. That's that's it's hard. Obviously, yeah. you can do everything that you know now. Everything you know, what it says now, but like right. new information is going to be incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I sent you guys an email about the knees and the elbows. I thought you I guys understand. were way wrong about Dude, that. What was right? our take again on that? I was so happy when they were we telling said me that knees, you sent they the said elbows. elbows of no knees. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I'll give it on my knees. I don't give a fuck about my knees. Yeah. I, that's wild, no, right? That's, that's absolutely wrong. crazy. How are you getting in and out of a car? Like that's gonna be so How hard. I got other shit to do. Climbing <laughs> stairs, all that stuff. You like, waddle. You do the beep beep. How are you like hitting that? your golf clubs? True. You okay? Your left arm stays straight. Your right arm doesn't have to bend. You can still make. You like do a, a Blake. Three, you can still make a three quarter swing. <laughs> you do a Blake. You do a Blake. You chicken wing it out there. <laughs> You could totally do a full swing. Dude, I'm catching no strays out here for absolutely no reason. Okay, <laughs> oh, there's plenty of reason. <laughs> Okay, we're going to go straight. Just thought-provoking. I thought this was interesting. If you could pick any two people, any time and place, f- to fight in a UFC fight, who would you like to see fight? 
time, mm-hmm. like Jack Nicholas versus Tiger, Brock Lesnar, or whatever. To see what happens. Tiger Woods. Oh. Hmm. That's very interesting. My immediate thought is that I want to pick two people that just absolutely hate each other, but they're just involved in like they'd probably be like politicians or something. Like bad, like, like they're gonna be awful at like, fighting. That'd be yeah. pretty good. Like Donald Trump versus like Joe Biden would be pretty. Yeah, good. That, that's <laughs> like, like election based. Trump would destroy thing. that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're both slow as shit, but Biden's gotta explode once he gets <laughs> that dude is like ninety years old. It's a bad fight, but it'd be funny. Then whoever wins is president again or whatever. That's Turn perfect. Two. There you go. That'd mm. be pretty funny. I don't know. Oh, man. <clears throat> Off the top of my head. Hmm. Oh, Kamala Harris versus AOC. Boom. Lock it in. Mm. That's happening. What are the odds? Yeah, what? What are the odds? Who I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a betting man. So I'd, pick, I I'd take Kamala probably. For Just real? Yeah. Over yeah. AOC? AOC is like she a, a young a chick. Bit. Yeah, but she's wiry. She's wiry. Over Kamala? Yeah. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to politicians. We did it. <laughs> that that chick over AOC. She's whooping that ass, <laughs> <laughs> clapping them cheeks. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Rob, do you have any? Michael Vick versus a pitbull, or whoa, <laughs> dude? I don't know. That's like a tough one. Yeah, I got this from from someone asked Tom Segura, "Who would you like to see?" And he said, "Uh." Like Simone Biles versus like Brock Lesnar or something like that. <laughs> like the smallest person versus like a professional heavyweight. Just explode. Thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't fucking know. Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Sure. All right. My first thought was uh, two little angry men trying to take over the world: Napoleon and Hitler. Oh, whoever wins. A little historical. Yeah. You're a history major, yeah. huh? Oh, there you go. Who would win? Taylor can't um, fight. There's no chance. Nah, he had everyone doing it. Is Napoleon Jewish? <laughs> Does anybody get that I think fire Hitler, I him? think Hitler would tap out in round nine. Ooh. That's wow. a good joke right there. <laughs> 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 so they go nine rounds? Yo. <laughs> He's gassed. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> He's running a train on him. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's get down to business. All right. <laughs> Cheese flavored toothpaste. <laughs> or or ham deodorant for the rest of your life. Like cheese whiz. Yeah. You can't use anything else. Ham to deodorant. So does that mean yeah. like that's like your scent is like ham essentially? Yeah. Or cheese. What do you mean? Cheese is the, to- the toothpaste, though. Yeah, but your breath's going to smell like cheese. Yeah, but you could just pop a mint right after, right? So yeah. You're still going to... I mean, you okay. can't override the cheese. Okay, okay, okay. So For years and years of cheese. On the top of my head. Now, the whole time you're brushing your teeth with cheese, you're not using toothpaste, right? Right. So it's like exponential. Wait, I thought it was just flavored. You're saying that you it's like... cheese flavored <clears throat> toothpaste. Yeah, but then he said cheese whiz, and that's way funnier. So we're going cheese whiz. Okay. And you're just you're going to use ham to wipe it on your armpit <laughs> every morning. It's not deodorant. It's ham. Oh, so it's like yeah, we're not, changing it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take ham. You're kind of hammy. You're not. You're not thinking about this though. Let, me, not, let I, me. Let me. Yes. explain. Here we go. So I think I'm with Blake on ham. this. You need to think <laughs> because obviously you're putting two cents, one in your mouth, one on your body for deodorant, right? You're 
your solution to both of those problems is that you're going to need to use something else to mask that scent. You or, can't use you can't use any other deodorant. Well, yeah, but you you're can put on cologne. Not using toothpaste. so like do you put, so you're gonna, then you're gonna reek of ham, bo, and you're using cheese whiz to brush your teeth. There's no toothpaste in there, so yeah. your teeth are gonna get fucked up. Yeah, your teeth are gonna rot. Yeah, give me give me uh, ham, nope. Ham. You're lo- yeah, you're locked in at the ham. <laughs> you're yeah, locked ham. in on ham. I'm going cheese whiz. I'm using mouthwash right after, and I'm putting <clears throat> deodorant on. That's fair. All right. Boy, you're gonna get them George Washington teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Veneers. Dude, I'm right. That's actually a solution. You're going we ham? Didn't thought, well, now, now. Your veneers are still going to smell like cheese and balls. What the? Cheese <laughs> <laughs> smells so fucking bad? They would definitely smell like cheese, but not like balls, James. Well, your mouth does. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Jeez. Ham deodorant? You say deodorant, but you're saying that we're just so wiping honey ham. Honey smoked ham deodorant? <laughs> I didn't say honey smoked. <laughs> Black forest on the beach. <laughs> you got any of that uh, black cracked pepper ham available? Old Spice? No. Hormel. <laughs> uh, I don't okay. know. I still think ham. Just whatever. It's Take it serious, guy. All right. Well, you can I'm, still shower with soap. Take, right? I take your segment can you, serious. I'm taking can you it still the... shower with so- <laughs> soap? Yeah, yeah. But just as you dirty the moment you're whenever you put on deodorant during the day, you're put wiping ham. You take one piece of ham and you rub it on, and then you take another piece of ham on this side and you rub it on. I'll risk it. Yeah, sure. You going ham? Sure. Yeah. Okay. What about you, James? He said ham. Did so, I? Yeah, so you took ham. But so Kelby, you're the you're the only cheese guy, right? Yeah, sounds like cheese it. is. That's wild. I get over the taste of cheese after a while. What do you mean? I don't like cheese to begin with. You don't, so you're not worried that like you're but just you gonna love be him. like overwhelmed with the scent of <laughs> cheese in your mouth to like, no, no. no. I mean, like, there's enough stuff I feel like you could use to get it off, like eat an apple right after, like apples clean your mouth pretty but, good. Mouth, do they? Mouthwash, yeah, yeah. Really, apples clean your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it'll never be as clean as it'll. Just, it's gonna go downhill the whole time. Your teeth will just degrade. At a significantly faster rate than if you were to... The enamel might right. not be there. Whatever. Lock it in. Cheese whiz. I think we got Kelby's new nickname. Cheese boy. <laughs> cheese whiz. Now up onto the tea, it's cheese boy. <laughs> Kelby cheese whiz. Charmin. Woo. <laughs> okay. I got a lot. Would you rather, okay, from now on, anytime there's a funeral, you have to dress up as Batman to go, or every wedding, you have to dress up as Spider-Man? Fuck. Batman's at least all black. That's true. That was the first thought I had, yeah. but... But Spider-Man's almost like fun, like at the wedding, like on the dance floor, like... Busting it down and shit? Yeah. <laughs> Twerking <laughs> shit. <laughs> Spider-Man. Hmm. I feel like I go to way less funerals, at least at the moment. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, I it's kind of fucked mind. up. But <laughs> I thought crossed my mind. Statistically, I'm going... But I mean, later in life... Yeah. You're going to be going to more funerals. Probably. Cheese boy. <laughs> Pan boy. I'm not cheese boy. You're He's cheese hammer. boy. I'm I'm terrible I'm going golf Batman. trivia segment guy. Yeah, I'd be going Batman too. Probably think, Batman lock. But in. even Spider-Man's kind of fun. Yeah, I know. I'd probably go Batman. Rob? Batman. Kind of sick. Yeah. You get the tool belt. You don't get the car. Because that would be kind of sick. There's no bad muscles. Well, it's the suit. You look like you have muscles. <laughs> Hell you yeah, I'm taking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's strong. Who are you going to hook up at a funeral? 
Hey, I don't know. Does that happen? Whoa. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> 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 Let's go back to my mansion. Well, you get that too? You get the mansion with the suit? No, it's, you're lying to her. <laughs> you have a, a Motel 6 a down motel the street. Six. This is my hideaway. <laughs> She's like, it smells like ham in here. <laughs> hey, <shut up. laughs> um, uh, this one's kind of interesting. Everything, I, maybe I've asked this early on because, again, I forget like a lot of those early ones, mm-hmm. but we'll let you know. Everything in life now will be either cold or hot. So, like, showers, food, weather for you will always be one or the other. What would you like to have? Mm. Cold. Probably going to go cold. Cold. Yeah. No more hot food. What about you, Vegas boy? Hot. No hot showers. You're taking hot? Hot. You become accustomed to it? Yeah. Are you like a cold, uh, hot, I mean like a cold shower guy or anything like that? I do take cold showers, yeah. Really? Like yeah. only? Mm, depends. When like, you're feeling it, when do you like, decide? Minimum at the end, I'll do cold. Sometimes, Whoa, like, that's psycho shit. Yeah, I go the other way. I go hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then like uh, sometimes, like fresh off the course, like come home, like straight into a cold shower. That's like, a good yeah, one. So. A rinse. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm starting to come around on cold showers because it's been so hot recently that at night, like taking a cold shower is like actually you an underrated move. You know, it's good for your muscles. All I hear is good fucking things about the cold shower. People just rant, rave, yeah, or ice plunges. Or yeah, it's good fuck. for your like um, your oh god uh, <laughs> skin. Nah, your immune system. Mm, like really? it like heightens your immune system. Yeah, uh, Janice, my wife, she's big on um, Disney Plus stuff. So there was a Leo. What what's the guy? Thor, whoever he is. Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth. He mm-hmm. did like a show of like he did fasting. He did. Um, like he tries this stuff? Yeah, he'd like ice plunges, cold plunges, mm-hmm. like all kinds of stuff. And, and that was one of the things I talked about was how good cold showers are for you. Like it, like it reduces the amount you get sick like by a ton. Whoa. They have really? like proof of this? Yeah, apparently. What the I'm, fuck? I will studies, be yeah. reading about so this It makes you tomorrow. wonder like how does a hot shower reduce your immune system? Well... Yeah, I don't know because you know. like hot hot showers are supposed to be good to like clear out your like it feels fucking great. Yeah, your nasal passages and stuff like blow out all the, um, you know, like allergen, aller- yeah, <laughs> allergens that are in there, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's lots of science for different things. It dries but out your skin. Does it, it? probably does a lot. Yeah, yeah, hot showers. Hot showers. Yeah, mm-hmm. dries dries your skin. Never taking a hot shower in the winter. You hop out. That's gonna be dry as shit when I get out. Yeah. Everything's dry as shit in Vegas. Yeah. True. Dude, Vegas yeah, is shit. actually so dry. When yeah. we were out there, yeah. I was. My eyes, where, my skin, I was like, where my lips. is this lotion? Because I need to dump myself. In. Yeah, my hands yeah. are just constantly destroyed out there. Cracked. Yeah. Oof. Yep. It's tough. Desert doesn't forgive. <laughs> She's a cruel mistress. One more. We're at 78 minutes. Let's keep it rolling. Last one. All right. One more. <clears throat> um, would you guys rather... Run a red light, you like you can pass through any red light for the rest of your life, or have a room a room forty. Uh, what's that second part? I'm sorry. A room forty. What's that? What the that? hell is that? Room for these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a bogey voice pod without that. <laughs> God, God, you you that. You got all of us with that one. God. 
He's too good. Uh, at he's too good. At how did you say that with a straight face? And I just it was really hard. Started busting up, but he's nuts. You repeated it perfectly. Repeat dude, it again. I, I I keep saying this about James. It's like, dude. I I sometimes I just like refuse to respond to him because I just know like it's. it's Is that why you come. don't respond to me? <laughs> God, we got one guy. Damn. Have we talked on the pod about the time I got a guy with a mind goblin? That was, I think, episode one. We really talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I think we. All did. right. <laughs> if it's on, if it's on wax, you then. told him about like your the restaurant or something. Yeah, we're talking about like bubble play or fun place. <laughs> that was yeah, when fun. me and you played Oak Quarry. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that. Calvi, this is actually such a funny story. We were playing with these two guys, but one of them was just like this super boisterous, very loud, yeah, like yeah. middle-aged guy, and and just 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 getting getting annoyed at everything, very talkative, and just like I said, very boisterous. And then, like the middle through the the round, James hit him with the fucking mind goblin, and and well, like tell him the conduct. You can tell the rest of the story. I think I we're talking about it. restaurants in Orange County, like good, like either chicken spots or like pho spots or whatever. And I was like. Oh, have you ever heard of a mind goblin or the mind goblin? And he, I look at Blake, go like, Blake, you ever, you've been a mind goblin, right? And he looks at me and goes, Yep, I've been there. <laughs> and he goes, Mind goblin, what's that? I'm like, You mind goblin these nuts? <laughs> and he was like, Wow. <laughs> this guy's like 50 years old. This guy. He had it, huh? He this, guy, it. this guy was like a few years away from a double ARP card, and this guy just hit him with a freaking mind goblin. He was like, "What? Fuck that guy!" <laughs> Got him. My All right. Well, be, yeah. No, I, I refuse to listen to another "Would You Rather" question after that last one, so. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been the Bogey Boys Back Nine po- Podcast. Big, big round of applause for our guest, Kelby Sharman. Clap it up. Clap hey, it up. We want to have you. Hey. We want to have you as much as possible. Thank man. you so much. Honorary if, fourth guest. Please, send. if you guys enjoy the content, send us an email at thebogeyboys with a Z at gmail.com. Rob, the Instagram handle. Follow us at the gram. Back Nine Golf. B-A-C-C-9 Golf. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.